Hello. Hi, Linda. Hi, Andy. How are you in this fine evening? I'm good. I'm trying to get this dog to come out from under this table. So I'm dog-sitting for my friend, and the doggy will do this thing where he comes up in your face and he asks you to take him out. So he's like very intentionally like, hello, please take me out. And then, but he hates his harness. So Mm. when you go to put the harness on, then he hides under a table. So it's like, hello, please do something for me. Oh, wait, I forgot I hate this. Can't have it both ways. Boy, isn't that just how we all are, though, Linda? I know. It really is. I'm like, oh, I wish I had a side project. And then as soon as I started doing it, I'm like, oh, this is terrible. (laughs) This harness sucks. Yeah. 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 He's really just like all the rest of us. He's well, standing his name up is? on his hike. His name is Minu. Oh, it's Minu again. Yeah, French for kitty. Which is and ironic. Yeah, it's ironic. That counts, right? Yeah, sort of. Probably. I caught him. He's been harnessed. He's being leashed. Are you going on a walk right now? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm sitting on my couch recording this episode because Hillary's out of town, so I got the whole house to my to myself. Ooh, and uh, my dog Sadie is pack. just sitting here in my lap. Fuck yeah! So we may what hear from gonna... her. I'll send you a picture of my current please. status. Please do. Yeah, there um, she is. What are you gonna do with your newfound freedom for the weekend or day? It's or yeah, it's long. it's only Tuesday. It's not the weekend. You're a little confused. I'm very out of it. You're a little out of it. No, she's just going for the evening. I'm just going to work, probably. Nice. Some extra work. And, Fun. uh, yeah. You know. You know. Just live a life. Just live a life. <laughs> How long do you have Minu for? Uh, I don't even know. Um, I think until, like, Sunday. So, yeah. Like, I have him for 10 days total. Ooh, that's a long, that's a big commitment, Linda. I know, but it's great because every time I think I want a dog, I do this, and then by the end of it, I'm like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> You're like, nope, that changes my whole life. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah, dogs do be a lot of work. That's how they do. But, I mean, he's like the chillest dog. It's scary how forgettable he is. Uh, he, he just behaves, and he doesn't yell or bark or do anything bad and hmm, must, be nice. <laughs> must be nice must be nice forget what's the worst thing that your dog does regularly oh she's actually a very good dog we can't complain but she does bark and she, the way she barks is she'll go from like zero to very large bark with no no warning uh, with and also with like oftentimes because of no environmental stimuli that is detectable to us it's not like I mean, definitely if the mailman comes, she's going to lose her shit because she's a stereotypical dog. But sometimes right. it's like, there's heard nothing outside. They didn't like see anything, but she'll just all of a sudden be like, ah! <laughs> yeah. like Jesus, that's horrifying. Stop it. You're, you're startling everybody. I had a dog that did that kind of yelp. This one kind of does that too. Yeah. Anything that comes near the house when he's in it is like cause for one quick scream. And yeah. then he's like, sorry. She does sometimes uh, do a very cute thing where she walks around the house and kind of goes like, woo, 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 Oh, I love the woo-woos. Oh, it's so cute, and I love it. The and woo-woos. I can't bring myself to, like, punish that behavior. And, of course, she right. doesn't know the difference between running around the house going woo-woo-woo and, you know, doing one loud yell. So Right. 
I well, can't, my dog I can't would like her. make eye contact with her woo woos. It was like she was trying to communicate. She would come up to me mm-hmm. and be like, woo 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 yeah. woo woo. Yeah. She oh. does this when she wants oh. dinner. She'll, you know, run up to her bowl, look at you in the eye, and go, woo woo woo. <laughs> that is so cute. She's currently giving me the side eye for woo wooing in her general. Are you talking about me? Yeah. Yeah, don't you gossip? Yeah. She also Ooh. doesn't like babies or toddlers. That's the other problem with her. Well, who does? If there were two things I could fix, it would be I would make her shut up and I would make her like babies. Yeah. Because it's terrifying for the baby's mamas and daddies, I'm sure, to have a dog yell at them. Oh, she doesn't get to be around them. Yeah. Because she's rude. Very rude lady. In her defense, I mean, babies don't know how dogs work. They just uh, walk up and start, like, punching her in the nose, right? They don't know. Yep. Grab them in the teeth. Stick their finger in her butt. Like, they'll do whatever. Yeah, exactly. She's like, hold up. This is not acceptable. Also, why are you at eye level? Get out of my face. Right. That's her reaction. Hmm. Hmm. What else is new, Linda? What's new in your life? Oh, my God. So, I think you saw the downpour in my apartment. Oh my God! That, that looked horrific. That, that yeah. was like that's like a nightmare scenario for me, a homeowner. <laughs> like it's yeah. so scary to even see that in video. Yeah, uh, definitely would make anyone reconsider homeownership if you had been thinking about it. Um, uh, yeah. So the upstairs neighbor, their uh, toilet, just like the tube that connects the toilet to the main water supply. Uh, that just had gotten really old and corroded or whatever and the rubber on it rotted and popped off and then there's just like gushing water for I think like probably an hour or two um it's a long time and it's it's not just like a little trickle of water it's like no it was not a little trickle (laughs) of water it was like somebody had mounted a garden hose in your ceiling yeah so it's coming out of all of the fixtures uh and was kind of like a rainforest cafe or something. Like it felt like I was at Universal Studios. That's a nice like positive it, spin. I like that. <laughs> like it was genuinely there was something cool about what was happening. Like there's the obvious like oh wow this sucks. Um, but yeah, it, there's something really cool about seeing like your apartment and furniture and the things that you love uh, just being like rained on like it's outside <laughs> yeah that, that does sound very cool i can definitely understand what you're saying it's like yeah super cool yeah i get it for sure yeah hillary's grandmother lives in this old apartment building in los angeles where she's been for i don't know 20 or 30 years in the same building and like every apartment building in the history of time immemorial it's mismanaged and you know not treated very well by the landlords who only take enough care of it to continue to make money off of it, uh, but don't actually, you know, take care of the place properly. And -hmm. they've had a flurry of plumbing issues in the building because the pipes are getting that old, I guess, and they need to be replaced, but the management company won't do it. And uh, like a month ago, she was in the middle of the night, like three o'clock in the morning, she heard some noise and went out to the hallway and this big giant pipe had burst in her floor and the water pressure was so uh, intense that the water sprang upwards from this pipe, broke through the hardwood floor in her apartment, and it like destroyed Wait, her Wait, so the water, the water shot up into her apartment? Yeah, the pipe split, wow. and the water was shooting out of the top of this pipe, but then it was shooting out with such force 
that it like ripped up a bunch of floorboards and was just spraying yeah. water all over her apartment from the ground, wow. which is wild. Uh, and so that was a huge mess, and like they had to replace everything in her apartment and all of her carpeting and walls and stuff because it just like ruined everything. And then yesterday she had another <laughs> pipe burst oh, no. in her closet, which uh, soaked all of her clothes and belongings. So you know, no, yeah, it's going great. Sucks. It's going great. See, this is where my flood was surprisingly uh, damage-free. Like uh, the the water was coming out of light fixtures and stuff, and like there was like you know, several inches of just puddleage in the kitchen. So you're kind of like treading water in there. But uh, everything somehow managed to avoid hitting my wardrobe, which is in my kitchen. Um, and it didn't hit anything in my bedroom or my living room. So like all my furniture was fine. Um, it's very lucky. Yeah, it was super lucky. So I'm, I'm grateful that it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Now I'm just dealing with like contractors coming in and out. Gonna they're gonna have to replace the they're gonna have to replace the ceiling and all that. So you gonna get them to give you some rent off? I mean, this is a huge inconvenience to you. They gotta be in your apartment replacing shit. They're gonna get your stuff all dusty. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. My landlady is quite wonderful. Um, I really like her, so I don't think she'll fuck me over. Huh. And um, I think she's been very grateful for how chill I've been. Like she's been kind of worried. Like, uh oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm picking up poop right now. Ooh, dog, that dog life, Linda. I know. This could be yours every day. That's the thing, is that it's every day. Every day it's you can feel just... the warm squish of a poo between your fingers as you pick it up. Exactly. Such a gift. Or you could just or you could just not. Such a, no, you can't just leave it there. I mean you can get <laughs> a dog, I get it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but anyways, yeah, so that was going on. Uh kind of a nightmare. And I, I like situations like these, however, because it's like you get a taste of how you would react in a real crisis. Uh, because, you know, yeah. with the active water spewing down, you have to, like, quickly figure out how to minimize the damage. And you see where your priorities lie. And uh, my priorities, Andy, are in my mid-century modern wooden furniture. Yeah. <laughs> was, it's not a bad place like, to have your priorities when you don't own the apartment. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, get this, get this outside, dry it off. Um, and, but I was super calm. Uh, I was, I was pretty pleased with how chill I was. And, yeah, just kind of focused on the little things that I could do to make it better. Maybe you um, want a baby like that baby. That sounds fun. Yeah, fuck that. Kid was losing <laughs> his mind. His face was so red. He was like, ah. <laughs> Uh, like speaking of remaining con. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of cool because you're like, I had, I had already been pretty stressed out about work and stuff. And so it was like, oh, this is what like real stress is. Like I'm dealing with, you know, a lot of office problems and not like, oh, you're the very bottom of your Maslow's hierarchy of needs is being threatened. <laughs> Yeah. Like, now how do you respond? It's very humbling to uh, to have that realization sometimes and just be like, oh, yeah. all that stuff that I'm, like, completely ruminating on is actually, like, this surface level that doesn't matter at all. And uh, actually, totally. I have food and shelter and, yeah. you know, am safe. Yeah, and the next day, uh, when I was dealing with work stuff again, I just, yeah, had a totally different attitude about it. I was like, oh, I really... Very zen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
we had a, a similar at least I had a similar response to something uh, last week. I was cooking in the kitchen and started up a minor grease fire, just a very minor grease fire. But, uh, oh, yeah. but similarly, I was like, oh, uh, I responded to that very well. I was just like, oh, look, a grease fire. And I very calmly <laughs> went and got a lid and then snuffed out the grease fire. But oh, I didn't nice. have any like kind of panic. And at no point was I tempted to throw a bunch of water on it like an idiot. So that's good. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Good so to, it was what, what were you making? Out a grease fire. What was that making? What was that making? Was I it your focaccia? Yeah. Was no, no. I didn't start a, a grease fire while baking bread. That would be a, a neat trick. Well, focaccia um, uses a lot of oil. It, so it does know. use a, quite quite a bit of oil. I guess it's not impossible. Um, I was baking some some recipe Hillary had requested. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was a. You know, it was something to call for deglazing the pan with some lemon juice, and there was a lot of oh, grease in the pan. Yeah. The lemon juice atomized and shot some grease into the air, and then poof, it's Whoa. a fire, baby. Bada bing, bada boom. That's cool. Yeah, it, I mean, it would have been cool if I had planned it. If I was like doing that on purpose, it would have been cool. Right. But when you're not doing it on purpose, it's not super cool to have like a six foot pillar <laughs> of flame in your kitchen all of a sudden. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, it's a big pan. Huh. So, for our listeners, what do you do in that situation? You put a you put a lid on it. Oh yeah, it's listeners like... at home, if you have a grease fire, you got a couple you got a couple options. Uh, first, definitely do not, under any circumstances, throw any water on a grease fire ever. Uh, it's just gonna spread the grease around, and it's still gonna be on fire. That's not what you want to do. Uh, what you do want to do is, if possible, you should try and snuff out the flame by just covering it with a lid. If it's in a pot, hopefully. If it's not in a pot, then you're going to want to throw some baking soda all over it. Uh, yeah. I think other powders that are non-flammable can work also, but baking soda is the ideal one. Uh, <laughs> but if you don't have that, maybe try some salt or sugar. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I guess you have a big hot caramel mess on your on your counter. That's the Ooh. worst that could happen. I didn't know that would work. Um, I don't know. So I know about the Gone in 60 Seconds thing from uh, a scene in Gone in 60 Seconds where Nick Cage puts out his brother's grease fire in his kitchen very calmly with baking soda. You know, I used to really like that movie in high school, as high school boys are wont to do, uh, but I do <laughs> not recall that scene at all. It was not on my radar. Yeah. I was not cooking back then, so I probably didn't even know what was happening. I probably thought he was making yeah. drugs or something. <laughs> I think I'm like 90% sure that that's where it's from. Well, makes sense. Yeah. Did you like that movie a lot when you were uh, younger? Or did I think one I scene did. just stick with you? Yeah, I think I did like movies like that. I mean, for the same reason that I like like Fast and the Furious now. Like it's like kind of ridiculous. Of course, yeah. And yeah. It's got Nicolas Cage with a bunch of one-liners. Mhm. So Chasing cool. some beautiful car. Yeah. Some beautiful car called the Ford MacGuffin. <laughs> it was a Shelby. Yeah, I know. There's a joke about MacGuffins, Linda. I don't know what that is. Oh, a MacGuffin is a uh, a cinematic device where some like object drives the plot of a movie. It's like, oh, the Got whole it. movie is about getting this one thing, or the whole movie centers around this thing. It like, moves the plot forward. And that thing's I called see. a MacGuffin. Cool. Yep. How's your week, Andy? Mm, how's my week? I don't know. I mean, unremarkable. I feel like I have nothing interesting to talk about, really. Just been yeah. cooking, cleaning. Yeah, just living the life. Walking. Uh, we did have um, we did have a friend visit uh last weekend, and 
she maybe two weekends ago now. I can't remember. But um, she is the friend of ours that moved from Baltimore out to California uh, mm-hmm. with her partner to kind of like start a new, get some new jobs, start a new life uh, in a new place. And uh, I was talking extensively with her about the challenges of making friends as an adult, which is a topic we've talked about before. But uh, similarly to mm-hmm. how having a minor, uh, you know, base of the pyramid Maslow's disaster in your everyday life <laughs> can give you some perspective. It really gave me a lot of perspective uh, on my social life to have somebody who, you know, was in my social circles, then just kind of up and left almost exactly a year ago and tried to like start a new thing. And just, I mean, she's really struggled uh, with her partner to like make friends. They just haven't really been able to for a variety of reasons. And yeah. uh, it just made me realize how lucky I am to have, like, we have like a bunch of friends. Like that has never been a problem for us. It's always like too many people to invite to one thing or yeah. like our friend groups have like weird overlap or lack of overlap. And so we can't like, we have to do multiple different kinds of things because some friends won't come to a dinner, but some friends won't come to like a big party. It's like, you know, but you know, all of our like weird social friend issues are, are nothing compared to the challenges of maybe not having any friends, which has been something I've been reflecting on. Yeah. It is really hard to make friends. I think, especially when you're coupled up, you move to a new place. People tell me that uh, I am, I'm good at doing this or like, I, I tend to find myself sometimes in like the center of a social group, like as the organizer of things. And if you're out there and you're trying to make adult friendships, the only advice I have to you is just that everybody is sitting around hoping someone will invite them to something. <laughs> you, exactly. you included and everyone else included. And I know, I know it's so hard. I know it's so difficult to like get over that social anxiety and like the fear that if you're the one that hosts something and it goes wrong, then it's your fault. Or what if people don't want to come, then you have to face rejection of them saying no to your invitation. Like I know there's all that <laughs> stuff that's like fraught and tied up in it. But really, like, the best advice is just, like, do a thing. Just plan a thing and invite people to it and just keep doing that. And pretty soon people will be like, oh, you're the, you're the life of the party. You're really the center of this group. And all you did was, yeah. like, invite people to shit. Yeah, people catch on eventually. They're like, oh, I guess we're friends now. It's also yeah. so easy to, uh, to assume that there's a bunch of stuff happening without you. When right. in reality, what's actually happening is mostly people are just sitting around hoping someone invites them to something. So <laughs> I agree. At least that's my experience. Yeah, I think you're right. Just do it, people. Or, or people just hate you and they don't want to hear from you. Yeah, I mean, that, that's possible, too. Fun. You, listener, could be a monster. I don't know. Like, yeah, if that's the case, then, you know, find out. Like, have people say no to your invitations and say they don't want to be around you because you're monstrous. And they get to fix that shit, you know? <laughs> just uh, get on that self-improvement tip totally yeah I have a fun new thing that happened today Ooh, I love hearing about fun new things Uh, you keep breaking up for some reason I can't like I'll lose you for like a few seconds at a time you went in and out for a second there too I don't know why weird my Dropbox huh. is paused just, so don't know what it could be I just updated my iOS so oh geez it could be it I know. I saw your uh, updated profile image that uh, I got, was able to automatically adopt. Yeah, I don't like it either. It's just a oh, little like you don't like it. Thing. Oh, I think it's fine. It but, looks like you. Yeah, it's just weird to be like, here's the thing Apple generated that's supposed to be like me. I don't know. I don't. It's weird. Hmm. Um. Oh, dang! I got two things. Okay, so first of all, uh, I went to the wing today, and it was the first time I'd ever been to a wing, and. 
uh, the wing. Is this... Yeah. I don't know what this is. Oh my god, Andy. Um, okay, so the wing is a co-working space that's women only. Ooh, I've heard about and, these. Yeah. And uh, I've also been watching The Good Place lately. And what it felt like to me was that The Wing is basically The Good Place. And if you don't know what The Good Place is, it's just a TV show about heaven. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was beautiful. And it's like, it's just so strange to walk into a place like that for the first time. Because I think you have, like, preset expectations for what it's going to be. And then... Uh, what it actually is, is is totally different or what it actually feels like. And, uh, it actually, yeah, it definitely felt like a lot more comfortable. Um, and it was like really kind of empowering and cool to see that many women, uh, doing like businessy things all in the same place. That was great. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Fully support places like that. I do. I do wonder, like, I think it's it's a great idea, right? And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm I'm like leading the parade of men are bad, and we should ban them from society. So like, I'm all into that. Uh, I do wonder, like, so what's their policy on like non-binary folks or like trans folks? Like, how do they? Because it is, you know, women is not a, a clear bucket. Like, how do, how do they draw that line? Like, well, what is, yeah, what is their like so, political? Where do they come down on all that stuff? Yeah, so you can. Uh, I don't know what the where the current state of this lawsuit is, but some douchebag did sue them. Uh, <laughs> of course. And, of course. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> and so I think they, they did open up their, um, their policy so that like, technically I think anyone is welcome. I mean, and before that, I think it was like, if you identify as female, um, just, you know, and, if, if you say so, you're in basically. Right. Yeah. Like they're not going to like check your dick at the door. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, like the person that I went with, I think identifies as like more non-binary than as female. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so so there was like a guy in there, and then but I think that there are some men who are like meeting with like women who use the wing to like run their businesses out. Sure, of. right, yeah, um, it's not, yeah. It's not like they won't let you have a meeting with somebody in there. Like it's not a right, right, exactly. But I think I only saw like two or three men the whole time. And yeah, I was like very relaxed and comfortable and uh, it was pretty great. It I'm like, great. I'm totally on board. Now I'm excited because I'm, I found out they're opening one uh, in my neighborhood. Cool. Yeah. This does bring up an yeah, interesting was... thing for me. It's like, I, uh, I was talking with a friend the other day and uh, this friend, she's, she's great. Love her to death. But she is a big like, both sides kind of person like she kind of fancies herself as like apolitical and like doesn't agree with any one viewpoint she like wants to hear them all and stuff like that to the point that like she has gone out of her way to like explicitly watch fox news because like i wonder what the monsters are up to uh which is things i have really hard time understanding uh, anyway, she like uh, shared this podcast episode, which I think was a really shitty podcast episode done by some BBC <laughs> podcast where some white guy did this like 30 minute episode about like investigating whiteness and, you know, what it meant to be white uh, and like kind of conflated these issues of like race being a societal construct, which of course it is, uh, but then also kind of used that as a means of like questioning white supremacy because like what is white we're all from different continents or whatever uh and i have this like thought um 
which was that, you know, the the bad guys, the the evil forces out there, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The racist forces, the sexist forces, whether they are uh, explicit or implicit, whether they're, you know, uh, very obvious or they're kind of like subtle, like all these forces, like they don't obviously care about the degree to which gender or race is a societal construct. Uh, you know, that didn't stop slave owners from, you know, putting people into chattel slavery, and it didn't stop banks from redlining whole neighborhoods and cities in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Like, it doesn't stop them from doing that thing, right? But then, mm-hmm. the fucking the fucking good guys, right? The <laughs> goddamn liberals, like, we get all tied up in, like, well, actually, is race actually a social construct? Like, can we even say oh, that it's like, it's like, we're so, oh, like, the fucking liberals are so far up their own asses trying to, like, redefine everything that uh, it yeah. strikes me that the the bad guys will always be better at this at that like navigating uh this world in their favor because they just don't they don't care about any of that shit right like right like the 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 good guys are out there like well we're gonna try and make a co-working space that is like free of like toxic douchebag assholes and then like they get sued by some toxic douchebag asshole who's like nah, technically yeah. you can't do exactly. that uh p.s you know I, I identify as a woman so i'm coming to your co-working space and it's like Ugh, fine, fuck, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Ugh. and it sucks, and it's exhausting that you're like, well, we know that this person is missing the point, and they're just, like, taking advantage of, like, some loophole and some legal biting and contract. They, and, you know, there. they only want to be there because they were told they can't be there, <laughs> right? Right. Which is, you know, God right. forbid anybody tell a white man ever that they're not allowed or invited to something, and Jesus Christ, it's that's, that's the one thing that they're going to focus on for the rest of time. I know, um... Yeah, and, like, the one person that I did see working there who looked like they identified as male, like, uh, he he looked like he w- was very grateful for this community to, like, hide in. I don't, like, he wasn't, like, right. uh, he wasn't, like, a white dude who was, like, uh, there to sell a startup idea. You know, he was just, like, hiding in the corner, this, this guy. <laughs> and it seems like he probably hates the toxic masculine world too and was right. like oh thank god this is the <laughs> thing i'm always talking about like people I, I mentioned on twitter a while ago like people often think that my whole like men are bad position is some like performative thing where i'm like proving to people that i'm an ally and i'm like trying to be like performative about it but no like masculinity sucks for me too like i also right. don't want to be around men i also have to do business with men every day and it also fucking sucks like yeah uh but i recognize that like this space can't exist uh they can't like magically pull people at the door to figure out if they're one of the bad ones or one of the good ones uh and it's like a it's a useful it's a useful thing to say you know what if you belong to this particular group that's going to weed out a whole lot of people that feel unsafe and also like i also recognize even though i you know strive to be quote unquote one of the good ones and not like toxic masculine all over people that doesn't prevent people from just being uncomfortable around me, period, because of how I present. Like, that's not a thing I can control. Right. So, yeah. Like, exactly. it's not a space for me, uh, as much as I would also like a space with no other men. <laughs> I would like to be the <laughs> only man. You should try to create a space for um, people who identify as not douchebags. Yeah. That, um, sounds, that sounds like a quick route to get sued again. <laughs> you could just design a survey that's very ambiguous, uh, but that catches people for being douchey. Mm-hmm. Like, did you... Did you raise $10 million of VC money and not even put together a keynote presentation? Would you say Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's a good one to catch them. 
Yeah. Idiots. Um, but yeah, so that was cool. And I'm like, yay, go the wing. And uh, they had like really good food and coffee and stuff in there. I was, I was surprised. I mean, I've been working from home by myself for a long time now. So I'm like, wow. But they got Binu. They have snacks. Yeah. Um, You're in like prime dog sitting, uh, prime dog sitting situation with your work from home deal. I know it's great, and the woman who I'm dog sitting for, um, she runs her own salon, so she brings him to work every day, and he just like sits on people's laps while they're getting their hair cut. And oh, this like... explains exactly why I have such a good dog. The best dogs yeah. are the ones that are like hyper socialized. They're in like a public space basically for most of the day. Those dogs are always the best behaved. Totally, like I think that he thinks he's people. Yo. Right. Uh, like, I would almost define him as cat-like, but mm-hmm. no, he's really just more like a person. He's like, we live in a society. I can't just go around yelling at people. Yeah, I have exactly. to be respectful. Wait my turn. Like, right now, he's staring very longingly at another dog, but he's just wagging his tail and looking. He's not, like, pulling. He's not barking. He's just like, I would like to meet that dog. Uh, please? Could I? Could I? Could I? Could I? No, you can't. I'm seeing more pictures of my dog because I want to. Yay! It's fun. Do it. Yeah. She's um, cute. My improv class has been going really well. I uh, really like my my people still, and I've been going and seeing improv. That's and great. Fun. Have you made any new friends? Yeah. Uh, you know, it remains to be seen whether we'll call them friends or just acquaintances. Okay. But, okay. Well, time will tell. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Well, cool. Yeah. Thank you for letting me uh, bump this a day, by the way, on short notice. I appreciate your flexibility. Hey, no problem. I am a flexible woman. Yeah, my mom just wanted to pop into town for dinner on, you know, little notice, but I wanted to accommodate her, so. I need to brainstorm something. All right. With you really quickly. I'm so good at brainstorming, Linda. Oh, my God. You're so creative. I'm so, I'm such Um, a creative thought leader. Go ahead, tap, yeah. in, tap into this fucking waterfall well, of ideas. Since, since you're such like an idea guy. Yeah, I'm a big um, idea guy. Uh, so I wrote this, I, I wrote a, or I filled out a questionnaire rather for a company who's like going to write a blog post. And uh, Okay, uh, I don't know what this means. I'm confused so far. So they sent me a bunch of questions and they're like, can you answer these questions? You were interviewed about- for a blog. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, I'm not wording very good right now. I'm on board. And got it. And so they sent me the edit and it looks great. And I'm like, all good to go. And then they're like, cool. Do you have a picture of you in like a leadership setting? Because it's about being like, I can't even say it without giggling. But it's because it's like an article about design leadership. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was filling this thing out, it was one of those times that you and I were talking about a few weeks ago where you're like, as you're giving the advice, at first you're like, I don't know anything anybody else doesn't know. This is crazy. Why are they even asking me about this? And then as you're answering the questions, you're like, wow, I have a lot of opinions and I feel like really confidently about all of them. Mm, That's like the best feeling when people ask you questions and you're like, fuck, I know the answers to these questions. And I also know that it's not obvious anymore and I feel great. Right. And so they were like, wow, these are really great answers. Thank you. Uh, now, just a, a, an accompanying picture of you doing design leader things. Mm-hmm, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. Uh, so I don't have that. I also work remotely, so there's never like 
that there's never a time where I'm doing that. What should I do? What should I do about this picture? Okay, some should ideas. Number old? one, you can go get okay. like a ship captain's hat at like oh, a boy. at like a store or something, <laughs> and then go take a picture of you on a pier, like looking out, you know, hand over your eyes, shielding your eyes from the sun, doing some mm-hmm, like you mm-hmm. know boat leadership. That's an option. Maneuvering. Uh, number yeah. two, you could like get a bunch of colorful pieces of paper and cut them out into colorful shapes, you know, shapes and colors, the, the material uh-huh. design, and you could arrange yep. them on your floor in like a little army of shapes and colors. Maybe throw some fonts yeah. in there too, you know, the, the DNA. <laughs> yeah. The DNA of design. And uh, and then you could stand in front of them like their great leader at a little pulpit and, uh, and take a picture of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Uh, number three. That would be cool. Yeah, like can... I could arrange them like the, like in little church pews. Yeah, exactly. seem like... My, there you okay, go, cool. like a little Got preacher. It. That's a good option too. Yeah, you could <laughs> you could you could preacher. fashion yourself a little like preacher outfit, but with you know, instead of a cross, you've got like an ampersand, you know, for design, right? that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, that would be cool. <laughs> I do like that the ampersand has become like the unofficial mascot of design. Oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> it makes me so <laughs> mad. You know, you know, Linda, you always hate the things that you know, remind you of a younger you. And there was a time where I was like. Fucking ampersand yeah. guy. Uh, I'm going to get... Aren't we all glad that we didn't get that tattooed and aren't some of us a little bit upset that we did? Yeah. Sophomore year. <laughs> sophomore year of uh, college. I was the fucking ampersand guy. And uh, yep. boy, am I glad I'm not that guy anymore. And then I look around and I see like 34-year-old people that are still ampersand guy. And I'm like, you got to grow out of that one. It's it's just yeah. it's it's just a shape. And, yeah, we've all and, moved on. And uh, adoring that shape, all it says about you is that you care more about uh, superficial how things look than uh, the actual way the world works because but it's one continuous line andy oh wow i never thought of that linda holy shit my mind is blown it starts in one place and ends really really close to where it starts but it made a bunch of loops in the meantime mm, good point i hadn't thought about that okay so what else should i do for this picture there's so many of them they look so different that's kind of fun um <laughs> what else can you do for this picture um you could like uh take a picture of you uh, and then, like, Photoshop out the background and then, like, okay. put yourself, like, in a design file, like, in a Figma file. And you're, like, pointing at the shapes and telling them to, to shape up. Get in, get in line, yeah. shapes. I do have a photo that's very similar to this. I'm going to show it to you at the end because it's great that you're basically describing something that does exist i'm i'm tempted to say like lean into the stereotypes and the irony and uh hope that people get it but they probably won't get it they'll probably just think that you're one of the bad ones you know like if you'd like to take a picture of yourself with a big ampersand people are gonna be like oh she sucks yeah not not, oh she's so witty that she's uh you know she's gone and uh what's the word for when you uh you take it take a thing and you turn it it begins with sub I have no idea. Because um, I was coming up with a new idea, which is a picture of me holding my college portfolio. And then there's a caption that says, I did it. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, hold your hold up your uh, your your diploma and wear your little hat. Yeah. Put your put your mortarboard oh. back on that I'm sure you still have. And your mortarboard yeah. on top, of course, has a has an ampersand made of glitter. And then everyone then knows that she that's, a, that's a design woman. Still relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I paid for this. This <laughs> is what it'll say. Putting it to use. Go me. Um, that's, that's a good idea. It's hard because, yeah, I, I don't know about the headshot stuff these days, and they're all old. And, like, the older you get, the the longer that distance of time is between those photos. Uh, and you're like, oh, wow, I'm still showing somebody from five years ago. 
take a bunch of uh, of your design work and uh, go to to FedEx Kinkos and print it out, and then uh, set up a, a camera on a tripod and take pictures of you throwing all the paper in the air as if it was a bunch of money, <laughs> and get a shot of you like staring up in wonder with a big smile on your face while all these wireframes uh, just you know are drifting back down to the floor around you. That sounds like a great plan. Scrooge McDuck, um, but for wireframes. But you print it out, because right. that's what you do with designs these days. But I will have actually uh, suspended all of those papers from fishing line behind me, because I'm very particular about the way that they're placed, and I want to make sure that they fall just so. Mm. Colorful yeah. colorful construction paper uh, suspended with fishing line is definitely a bit of a trope in my mind. Yeah. That's like a two years ago thing where everyone was making these little stop motion videos or like little videos where they'd set up little scenes with uh, with craft paper. Yeah, that was a thing. Yep, yep. Big deal. Hmm. Not anymore. What else? Um, well, yeah. Okay, I'll figure it out. I'll let you know what, what ends up happening. Mm, make a little parody uh, of a uh, of Adobe Creative Suite icon, but instead of saying like AI for Adobe Illustrator, it says <laughs> LE for Linda Eliasson, and it's got your favorite color in it. And that's that's a good one. Yeah. Mm, make a yeah. Uh, make make a make a bar chart of your various skills uh, for your for your resume, like typography, Ooh, layout, create creativity, and then the bars yep. are all different sizes to indicate how good you are at those things. By the way, for anyone who's listening who has that in their portfolio, design managers hate seeing those. It's not fun. We don't. I mean, we, you don't read them and decipher the bars and say, "Oh, okay, well they're eighty-two percent Photoshop proficient." That's exactly what we're looking for all that tells me as a as a person that hires people from time to time is that uh, you probably don't understand graphs or numbers and you think knowledge is finite and <laughs> and perfect knowledge is achievable yeah those are some red flags folks <laughs> We did this really fun thing the other day. We're in a one-on-one, -on -one, me and one of my designers. Uh, he showed me his actual college portfolio. Like, he, he's uh, even a, a little bit older than I am, so he's been out of college for over a decade, probably, and uh, had some really good, good gems in there that were really fun to look at. So we decided that at our next retreat, we asked everyone else to bring their portfolios, too. Cool boy. And we're going to have some drinks, and we're going to look at some... Uh, college design work and folks on it ourselves Ooh, boy. that's quite a, that's quite a thing yeah. okay Wendy, i've actually figured out the real thing you should do and i feel pretty strongly okay. about it okay <laughs> so here's what you're gonna right. do here's what you're gonna I'm do glad I, asked. I i know you have like sketchbooks sitting around because you're, you're you're a sketcher oh yeah you got some 100%. you got some colorful markers so here's what you're gonna do you're gonna take your sketchbook you're gonna find a, a big format sketchbook i don't want a moleskin here i want like at least you know an a uh a4 maybe bigger uh, okay. sketchbook mm -hmm. and you're going to go to a fresh clean page and uh, you're going to draw like a real shitty self portrait of yourself uh, okay. and then you're going to get a little blue ribbon that says first place you're going to stick it on it and you're going to take a picture of you holding up your little self portrait <laughs> smiling uh, proudly and that'll be your <laughs> that'll be your headshot very clearly posed like uh, you know yeah. in your apartment you got to invite like Kramer over or whatever to take his picture of you and uh, you're yeah. holding up your self-portrait with a little blue ribbon on it. It says first place. That's a great idea. That one's good. That's one of your better ideas. That one people will know is ironic. They're 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 not yeah. going to think that you, a 31-year-old, 32-year-old woman, uh, you know, won an art contest for your self-portrait. And you think that's a real thing yeah. you should be proud of. I won first prize. Um, I don't know if you can tell uh, the color of the ribbon, but in case you can't, it's blue, which, if you don't know, is best. Um, I'm a winner. Mm -hmm. I'm really good at drawing. 
you could get you could get a t-shirt made with a big arrow pointing up at your face and it says i'm with thought leader (laughs) but spell thought (laughs) t-h-o-t i'm with thought leader oh it says i'm with thought leader but it's pointing my thought yeah yeah it really makes you think It's it's a thinker and i'm all right, that's a lot of good ideas. Yeah, uh, where should I send my invoice? <laughs> should, I, should I invoice you directly, or you know, should oh. I send that to Help Scout or his blog? Or you just tell me who I should invoice, and I'll send it off. Okay, well, Andy, there are no bad ideas, but not all of them are available. So, I'm just gonna <laughs> not. <laughs> there are no bad ideas, but there are unbillable ideas, and you've gone and had quite a few of them. You just gave me ten of them. You just gave me lots of very unbillable ideas. So, pack that shit up. Uh, yeah, the improv classes are working. My brain's coming back online. Oh, yeah. Yes, and I will not send you an invoice anymore. <laughs> I saw a celebrity yesterday, and I still can't figure out what his name is or what he was in. It's oh, that's, that's got to be haunting you. Yeah, because he was making some strong eye contact with me. Oh, you're getting checked like, out by a celeb. Yeah. I mean, he's like... Definitely a comedian. He was maybe in a show like Girls, but not Girls. Ah, it's driving me nuts. Hmm. One time I was in New York and uh, I saw some uh, dude from my favorite YouTube series when I was in high school. Is he from a YouTube series? Uh, I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. Well, I did okay. my best. Um, oh, one more thing that, that I'm excited about. Okay, uh, hit me. So I was at the gym the holy shit, I just walked by a fishtail. Uh, a fishtail? <laughs> yeah, like someone had cut off like the tail of a fish and it oh. was just on the sidewalk. It's a little cool. unnerving, to say the least. A little weird, weird place for a tail of a fish. Um, I was at the gym the other day and I was doing my little kettlebell routine, which uh, requires, you know, some focus, uh, some balance, some exertion. And I was doing like a whole circuit. So I had like seven different things that I was doing in this like little space of like six feet by six feet. And there are like four punching bags available. And one of them was like right behind me and kind of like in my space. And this douchebag mm. just comes and starts punching at the one that's like in my face. Yeah, he, wanted, he, to, like, he wanted to check your butt out probably. Just No, just he was doing it like, <laughs> well, he was doing it like aggressively. And yeah. it was... It was very jarring. And yeah, very, you probably like, felt oh. super attracted to him. You were like, wow, that guy's so strong. He's so assertive. Yeah. I'm like... Just, just... want to rip those boxing gloves off of his hands and <laughs> put them on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly how I felt. <laughs> but I... That's what you should have said. You should have been like, ooh, you're hitting that bag so hard. I want to rip those boxing <laughs> gloves off. Then I want to put each boxing glove on one butt cheek of mine <laughs> just freak him out um so andy i asked him to move hell yeah yeah that's did right. he i asked i interrupted his punching to say excuse me could you please go to one of the other available punching bags and he looked at me like he wanted to punch me in the face and i was like thank you nice linda hell yeah. yeah i'm very proud of you yeah, I was very proud of myself. And it, it is annoying, though, like how much emotional energy that drained out of me. To do it that. takes so much emotional energy. Ugh. I can't even imagine but emotional energy it. given the, like, you know, the difference in, like, 
social power and like the weird dynamics that are there when like some dude is there punching a punching bag. I feel a huge amount of social energy when I have to tell anybody anything. <laughs> this is a stranger. Great. So I, I can totally sympathize. Uh, like I don't know exactly what it's like, but you did a great job. Nice job, Linda. Yeah, thank you. And I might not ever go to the gym again because I am going to be worried that I'm going to bump into this guy, but we'll see. He's probably afraid of you now. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah, that's right. I'm tough. I'm tough. Yeah. You were there. You were there, like uh, you know, throwing a kettlebell around. Yeah, I'm tough too. Yeah, it made me like it genuinely after that made me work out so much harder because I was like, oh, show him how strong I am, motherfucker. I'm strong. <laughs> so, so you fell into the trap. You you did it right back at him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. just like that, kids. Toxic masculinity spreads like the plague. <laughs> now I'm a toxic masculine. And then you got on a subway. You were all man spreading. You're like, I'm taking up space. Yeah, give me my space. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Linda. It's been right, a pleasure Andy. speaking to you. I hope Minu had a great walk. He did. And uh, way to fucking take up space at the gym. Thank you. You I own. appreciate it. Role model. All right. Enjoy your night at home alone. I'm going to do it. Oh, wait. I had another idea for your picture. Okay. Here's one last picture. You take a picture of yourself. Okay. Like a, uh-huh. like a, like a, you're pretty far away. Like kind of like a full body shot. You're just standing there next to a wall. And then you label uh-huh. different parts of your body, like head, body. And then you like label your face like H1. And then, uh, you know, oh, put some dibs. Uh, and then like some, like, sti- some CSS to like style. Like if your shirt's red, you could say like, background color red right. and like that kind of stuff yeah. you know then they'll know that you're and like a forward good. thinking uh tech first designer who's not like stuck in the stodgy old days of letterpress footer footer yeah <laughs> anyway that's, that's another that's good fun. idea for you linda i'm just full of them tonight so i know now you can like rest easy now you've made a big contribution yep i've, I've done my part for the day <laughs> Bye, Linda. Bye.